0: Hi, Sea Stars. My name is Lanai, and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast, Mermaid Tales with a Pinch of Salt. I am so excited to share everything I know about being a professional mermaid in the entertainment industry. But also, my co host, Miss Mermaid Calliope, isn't here at the moment, but she will be here at a later time. So, I wanted to create a, co- a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what it should have been called. I wanted to create a podcast where I can share. Any and all information about being a professional mermaid, including the good that you hear, the bad that you don't, and occasionally the controversial as well. Because both in the mermaid community and in the entertainment industry, there are good, bad, and controversial things. But a lot of it is kept silent, and we will be touching on that in a later episode. Today, however, I wanted to introduce myself and share my story as how I became Lanai the New York Mermaid. And of course, everything I've learned about being a professional in the past 10 years. On February 18th, 2020, it marked 10 amazing years that I have been a professional mermaid entertainer. And while it has been one crazy roller coaster, I wouldn't change it for the world. Can you believe this all started in 2005? Let me not get ahead of myself. I have never been... A Little Mermaid Mermaid. I love the movie Splash. I was very much a tomboy. And in 1997, I decided to go and work at the New York Aquarium as a docent or volunteer. Uh, or rather, a marine animal educator. <laughs> That's what we're called, we were called back then. And I loved it. I loved teaching kids about horseshoe crabs and sea stars and cow rays. And also our local pod, our pod of two, our male bottlenose dolphins, and our beluga whales. And at that time, I met my husband, who worked alongside me. In 2004, September 26, 2004, my husband and I got married. And on September 9, 2005, a couple of weeks before my first anniversary, my lung collapsed. I don't smoke. But a spontaneous pneumothorax is a hole in the lung. And it can happen to anyone, at any age, at any time. And because of this, my dreams of becoming a marine mammal trainer were unfortunately put on hold. Working with animals, you see, you have to be in really good shape. You have to be able to carry 50 to 60 pound buckets. You have to be able to run and swim and do everything you need to in order to keep up with the animals And after losing half my right lung, well, it was something I couldn't do anymore. And it took three years to fully recover. So with my dream job now gone, I was really sad. And to a point that I got really depressed about it. I knew I was limited, but I had to find a way to make myself feel okay again. And I asked my doctor what he recommended. And he looked at me and said, hey, listen, swimming, it's a really good way to slowly increase your lung capacity. And I said, all right, I'll give it a go. From there, I got in contact with a friend who told me about different types of fins that would help me aid, that will help aid me in swimming. And I did my research and found out about monofins. And from there, I came upon a photo of the amazing Mermaid Linden. Now, if you don't know Mermaid Linden, she is one of the pioneers and she is quite an interesting mermaid. She is an entrepreneur. I'm going to kill that entrepreneur mermaid. She raises awareness about marine life and animals, and so much more. And I'm grateful to call her a friend. Now, when I saw what she was doing as a professional mermaid, it floored me. It was so different and so unique. So I decided to send her an email. You know, I had to ask her a bit about what she was doing as a mermaid. At the same time, I found Mermaid carriel and found out that she overcame a lot to be a mermaid. So these two amazing pioneers were the first two mermaids I've ever spoken to. With Lyndon's quick reply, she inspired me to take a very big step out of the box. So I started off researching more about being a mermaid. Find out if there were things I needed to know about being just a hobby mermaid at that time. Because there was not much info out there. And then I found out about a specific forum... Named Merjuku. Well, back in the day, merjuku.com. Now it's Mer Network. And I learned and I read up everything I could about everything and anything Mermaid on that forum. Even made a few friends too. So along the way, I learned also that there were a lot of tail makers in the industry, but the two main tail makers at the time that were really big names were Mer Taylor and Mike Van Dahl's flip tails. And then eventually Merbellas and other tail makers came along as well. I learned about Mersonas, and some of how to start my journey. Because at that time, everything about mermaids and professional mermaids was still very new. And unfortunately, a lot of mermaids were ridiculed because of how childish it seemed at the time. I always remember there was this girl that was she was on a, let me see, she was on a segment for the news and they made fun of her and it was just horrible. But to me, well, I personally looked at it as an opportunity because here we have the Coney Island Mermaid Parade and New York is known for being strange. But the New York, oh, excuse me, the not the New York Mermaid Parade, that's me, the Coney Island Mermaid Parade <laughs> is one very big celebration and it celebrates merfolk and everything mermaid and artists and I looked at that and I go well, this is New York it's not a bad idea but I didn't tell my family the only person I told was my my husband and because he knew I'm a very strange person to begin with he actively supported the idea he even helped pay for my first tale and even helped me with my business till this day. Now when I got the courage enough to tell my mom what I was doing, she was so excited. She wanted to see everything and anything I did because she wanted to be a wiki mermaid herself, but she's afraid of the water. I told her I have to get her in the water one day and teach her how to swim. But every time I go to her house she's asking me about parties and events, she wants to see videos and photos and wants to hear all the stories. And he and my little brother and sister were really cool about it. But my dad, well, hmm. My dad is a very interesting person. He's very tough, strict, no-nonsense type of guy. And, well, it took him seeing me working a party to really, like, really hit him. Like, well, I mean, that and also being behind the scenes when I was being interviewed by AWOL in the know. That was fun. He saw the video and he was like, wow, you really do do amazing things. So, look, I started my small business, but it was by far one of the biggest undertakings I have ever put myself into. Because between learning how to use a monofin and other swim techniques, to designing my first tail, to having a neoprene tail as my first tail, and then having my silicone tail, which... Created and became more of who I became as Lanai. It was just something. My first actual swim was on... Oh, wait. No, it was in... was on Florida. No, it was in a Florida hotel pool back in 2011. I was on vacation. And my best friend was with me. And it was 10 p.m. And we got in the pool. And I went and I took my very first swim. And it was by far one of the coolest and amazing moments of my life. And I kind of feel bad because I also crashed into the camera, which my friend Brittany was holding. She's fine. <laughs> and I'll never forget my very first pod meetup in 2011. It was at Coney Island Beach, of all places. Now I contacted a few merfolk on the forum, and merman Sean, JV the mer whale, who is now mer prince, JV, and mer guy Matt and a few other mermaids in the forum contacted me and we did a meetup. And in May of 2011, the New York Merpod was born. And since then, we've become a huge pod of members and honorary members, some of which you may know, from the famous Merking, Merman Christian, to Mermaid Enekai from Hawaii, and even our very own Mermaid Calliope who started her own journey in California. So by far being a mermaid and working all types of events from Make-A-Wish to aquariums, to parties and even high-end private events and swimming in rooftop pools and working National Geographic Encounter, it has been amazing. And I'm truly forever grateful to have taken that step out the box and not let half my lung stop me. Hey, listen. Sometimes you got to find your own path. And being a mermaid has been, by far, a strange and unique profession. And if there's one thing you need to know, especially about being a mermaid, confidence is really the key. A lot of people are scared once they put on a tail that they're going to be judged. A lot of people are scared of what people or other people are going to think. Here's the thing. Love yourself and who you are. If you're a curvy mermaid like me, I mean, that's okay. Put your tail on, get in the water, and swim. Because it is never about anyone else's opinion but your own. There will always be people who will look at you and judge you and mock you and say these other things and mean things. Let it roll off your back. Because in the end, it is your life. And it is your choice to be who you want to be. And these people, well, they're insecure or they're envious because they can't do things that you're doing. And just because they act that way, it doesn't mean that it's okay. But at the same time, you can choose to ignore them and swim away. Don't ever forget that. Okay? Now, I wasn't always a curvy mermaid. But in 2013, I found out I had Hashimoto's Thyroiditis. It is a form of hypothyroidism. And because of this, despite taking care of myself, I still gained weight. But it didn't stop me. I mean, why should it stop you? A lot of people, especially mermaids and mermen, obviously, they deal with their own things. Some of them have chronic illnesses like me. Some of them have autoimmune diseases. Some of them are autistic. And you know what? They're mermaids. And that is okay. I know mermaids from like different places. And they do so many unique things. And I can't be any more proud of them. Because they are out there. And taking the world As their oyster, technically speaking. The world is your oyster, technically speaking. But by far, it's all on you. You need to take the first step. If you want, contact some friends who know what you do and want to do. Maybe some friends who do it as well, and have them come over and you swim with them, if that'll help you. But don't let anyone take your happiness. If you want to be a mermaid, Practice, practice, practice. Do everything you need to. But don't let anyone talk down to you. So for now, I'm going to leave this episode here. Trust me, there will be a lot more episodes coming and they will be a lot longer. We will be touching on any and all subjects. And yes, that includes aquarium mermaids and animals in captivity, among other things. Till next time, my lovely sea stars, I will see you in the next episode.